Welcome back everyone to R2Cast number 181. The last episode, such as the way of numbers, was 180. And because I am very clever, we done it on a darts player. X number four in the world. How cool is that? That's a lot of people. Um, in the late 70s, Rab Smith invited me into his own home. We played darts together. Um, I had a dog sleep in my lap for an hour and 10 minutes. It was very nice. And uh, yeah, just a really nice, uh, I guess time to sit in someone's kitchen and film with them, which was something we don't do often. And in a way to prove <clears throat> that I bring a lot of diversity onto this uh, episode, the next episode after today we have is someone in the, <laughs> if I'm saying this wrong, Toby, I apologise usually, the Grenadier Guards, who does enough field and catch cropping. <laughs> Here, we really do bring everyone else on the podcast. We've had footballers, we've had... Um, Army catch croppers. There's a lot. So that's Toby Simpson, another uh, Nuffield scholar from the cohort before me. So basically, I went through the whole cohort I'm in and thought, do you know what would be fun? <laughs> let's do the year before and then let's do the year before that. So we <laughs> learn a lot about Nuffield scholars in the coming weeks. Today, we have another person, part of a new cohort, which is quite exciting. That cohort is the NSA Ambassadors. And I'm quite looking forward to this uh, podcast because we haven't had it for a while sort of someone I've known for a while on. Maybe the last time be Andrew Simpson, which feels so surreal saying, because his real name's Oak, but um, if you are looking for it, uh, it is under that name. But today's guest is Miss Ailish Ross, who I went to uni with. Ailish, would you like to say hello? Hello. Just before we get started with another episode of the R2 cast, I would like to thank our primary sponsors, Howden Rural, formerly known as A-Plan Rural. Howden are heavily involved in the social media scene in the ag space with over 100,000 followers on Instagram. They use this following to host social media takeovers with farmers throughout the country to showcase their stories as well as posting to their rural community blog with further articles about these people in the sector. On top of this, they like to support initiatives that are championing the British agricultural industry such as myself. So thank you to Howden Rural for that. Looking forward to this? Yeah. That's a lie. You're, you're <laughs> okay. How many times have I asked you on this? Uh, often. Oh, yeah, it's actually like yeah. I would say we'll be nearing on ten. <laughs> Woke up, had my breakfast, got asked on the R two cast. <laughs> Pretty That's much. Sort of how it goes. Perseverance. Um, and um, getting you on it has been challenging. <laughs> but I'm here now. We oh, are, and I'm looking hopefully forward. Hopefully, I'm worth the wait. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm sure you will be. So Ailish and I were, we went to uni in air. Were you the year above me? Two years above me? Two. Two. Yeah. What course did you do again? Applied animal science. Applied animal science. You're one of the smart ones. <laughs> Tried to be, yes. One of the cool ones at uni, it must be said. She was one of the, <laughs> all the cool stuff followed. And we're like, yes, I hear Ailish is at that pub. We better go because she's the cool one. Um, <laughs> well, I was just always in the pub. <laughs> That's what it was, sorry, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was what it was. <laughs> we'll go to the pub because we know who will be there. Uh, yes. was more how it worked, yeah. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> give, give everyone a bit of background about yourself before I ruin your name with pub stories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, I'm Ailish, um, I'm 29 years old, um, I'm from Glasgow, but um, I'm currently living um, down in the West Midlands, um, like between Coventry and Birmingham. Um, I moved down here about seven seven years ago next month I think um for work initially um and currently I'm the events and sales cataloging manager at the Texel Sheep Society that is a long title that's a fun title uh, yes it just 
encaptures it all. <laughs> <laughs> I love titles. I, I think yeah. there's there's some brilliant ones out there, which almost some of them don't even relate to the job. It's just sometimes no, I'm, it's really it's, hard when you're like trying, you know, when you're having to fill in stuff and it's like, what job, like what category are you in? And you're like, well, agriculture, really. And then you're like, what's your job title? I'm like, well, none of them. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not going to be there. We'll type it in and this poor person's thinking, what? <laughs> <laughs> no characters left. Um, no. <laughs> don't have enough space for this. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I always quite like to hear sort of folks' uni stories, Aileen. I don't, uh, I don't mean like, I don't mean going into the, 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 the sort of story of uni. I mean like sort of what you've done and and whatnot. So yeah. So we met at uni. Could you tell us just a bit about what uni was for you, what you chose, and, and why you chose it, Aileen? Yeah. So um, I'm not from a farming background. Um, I was brought up in the south side of Glasgow. Um, uh, yeah, no farming connection at all. But I was always interested in animals. So all throughout school, um, like from work experience, um, I did work experience in a vet. I wanted to be a veterinary nurse. Um, and I did my work experience and then I worked there on a Monday and a Friday after school for about two and a half years or something. And I loved it. Um, and then I did my exams and I and I did quite well. Um, so I was actually going to go to the barony to go and do vet nursing. But um, I did quite well in my exams. And so we thought, well, we'll go and try and do another course. So my guidance teacher actually found this applied animal science course at SRUC because um, I just wanted to do something with animals. Uh, and the course had like a 96 percentage employment rate or something. Yeah, I remember them saying that as well. Mum yeah. says that to me. But yes, mum, I worked for them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but to be <laughs> fair, everyone does to my knowledge of everyone I know I went to uni with, does have a job in the sector. So it is right. Um, so yeah, I did apply in animal science, um, but I knew nothing. Like, I didn't know breeds of cows. I didn't know, like, silly things. Like, you know, you wouldn't even... Like, there's people out there that wouldn't know all dairy cows are female, that all sheep are female, you know, that sort of thing. You just... I, like, I genuinely didn't know. So, um, so, yeah, did that. So I went from not knowing the difference between, like... Frisian to a Charlie to a Charlie sheep. I had no idea. So uh, I went from that to, um, yeah, putting quite a lot of hard work in, really. <laughs> and I'm I loved it. I loved every minute of it. I'm actually going to show off. Well, I think I'm going to show off. If I'm wrong, I'm going to embarrass myself. I think I know what your dissertation was on. Ooh. I think it was on the different killouts of each half of a sheep or a, a store lamb and. and Yes, so it was the difference in the right and left side muscularity in sheep. Oh, I was close. You were close, yeah. It's quite sad that I remember that. Because <laughs> I was always interested in the reading, like EBVs and that sort of stuff, not coming from a farming background. When you learned about all that, I just didn't understand why no one was really, like, in the sheep sector especially, no one really engages with them that much. It's a bit different than cattle. Um so, so yes, my dissertation supervisor was Nicola Lamb. And interestingly enough, we do loads of projects with her at work now. Oh, no way. Yes, it's really nice. Like, I've known her all my journey. <laughs> that, that is nice, actually. And also a fantastic yeah. name for the sector. Really. I know. It's Lamb yeah. and O'Neill as well. She's lovely. Um, so, yeah, that's what I did my dissertation on. So it was interesting because I could then apply it to, like, I learned so much then intensely for that that I was able to apply it in, like, jobs later on. And we we bring a lot of folk on, and in truth, it was the reason the podcast started. In fairness, with you know the, the whole reason it started was someone got in touch and said, "How do you get into farming?" And as someone that was, it's probably heir to sorry, mom and dad. If I'm not, but to a two thousand acre farm and really didn't have much interest at the time when I was yeah. younger. 
I feel like the wrong person to answer that question. And I love speaking to folk that just didn't come from this and realize that there absolutely is a career in this and there's a career in this either directly farming or not. Yeah. Um, so how, how did that process over the four years feel of going from, like you say, not knowing the difference between a Frisian and a Charlie to then <laughs> knowing the difference between no. a Frisian and a Charlie? That was yeah. the, the main process, obviously. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I think I just found a passion for it. Like the more I learned, the more I found it interesting. It's like, a, it's, and that's the thing with agriculture, isn't it? You can know enough to get you by or you can learn depth yeah um my course you can, we did a lot of lab work it's not really the environment in which i thrived really um i was much more interested in like the practical animal stuff the only thing i would say was with that degree is that they didn't really have that it was no farm practicals they took you on a farm to a locomotion score a cow but really you didn't do anything so when it got to third year, that was when I was like, right, I want to do this. I'm really enjoying it, but no one's ever going to take me seriously because I'd, I've never been on a farm. You know, how are you supposed to, you know, there's a 96% employment rate on that degree, but how much do you actually know at the end? Um, so I went on the, I was like, I need to do a lambing. So I went on the NSA lambing list and that sort of thing. And it was actually eventually a family friend, funnily enough, one of my stepdad's, a lady that my stepdad went to school with okay knew um a farming family in Girvan and said you know I'll speak to them and see what happened and so yeah she put me in touch with Francis and Marion and they basically like yeah changed my life basically they just gave me a chance yeah um, I was meant to go for two weeks lambing and ended up being there for like three lambings but like two years it gave me like the days when I wasn't at uni um, I would go and work with them. So they've got 2,000 cleans. Well, there were cleans at the time. I think it crosses them a bit now. Uh, but down in Girvan. Um, so that really, really helped alongside my studies because I was actually doing like practical farm work at the same time. Um, and then in fourth year as well, a friend left a dairy farm. So I went up there because it was fully concreted and beautiful. Was that Brown Hill? Is it was right? Brown Hill, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I went... Yeah, so I went up there and was like, "Do you have a job? Um, you know, I'm happy to do anything because I I was I just I just needed somebody to give me a chance. So he offered me a job rearing the calves there. Um, so I did that for a year as well. And again, like loved it the majority of the time. So anyone that's reared dairy calves knows that it can be challenging. <laughs> I, I, I do remember the milk. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I, I say remember that as if I'm talking about your calf reading story. The 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 part I remember is because if that was third year you'd done that, yeah, that would have been when I first knew you. Yeah, because I I mean like until I probably got to know you well, I just assumed you had always done this because that's what you were doing. You were yeah. in the whole time, um, you were doing a lambing position like we all were, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, and, and making that I've got a feeling you know Flavian Obiero. Uh, I know, uh, yes, I'm, I, yeah. I think I've met him, but yeah, I've yeah. spoken to him before, yeah. You seem to be in similar cir circles, uh, but Flav was, Flav was actually the guy that started this podcast. <laughs> it was the first ah. guest on the uh, written interviews that I'd done before I'd done the podcast. And yeah. actually, he's just coming back on. I'll be interviewing him in the next couple of days as a, a, a an update episode. Oh, great. His but, story's um, amazing. What's that? Insane. Yeah, and really good. He's weak. Oh, the wee, the wee, oh, they're just the cutest little parents. They really are. Um. So, but the, the reason I'm saying that is when 
Flav sort of said about you know he came, I mean literally to this country and to walk up at walk up to a door and say, "Have you got a job?" Like, yeah. that's massive. <laughs> I I don't think people realize like you're saying you just done yeah. it. Like I don't think we realize just how big that is. Yeah, it's from so like, I was yeah stressed. I would just like to quickly interrupt the show for a minute to give you some extra information about our primary sponsors, Howden Rural, the new name for A Plan Rural. Howden Rural provide bespoke insurance cover for farms and estates. This could be for anything from tractors and machinery to a new exciting diversification venture. Be sure to check out Howden Rural today. But you, if you don't ask, you don't get, don't you? So I was What's quite that? ready for him to say no. I was ready for everybody to say no. But I was so lucky that I, I picked two, like, just wonderful families, like, they're just the nicest people ever. And forever I will always be so grateful to them for giving me a chance because I wouldn't I wouldn't have had anything, yeah. any other jobs or anything if they hadn't have given me a chance. Um, so I say that to people all the time, you know, if you've, got, if you've got a farm and you need a hand and someone's not had experience but they're keen to learn mm-hmm. and have enthusiasm, you know, just, give them a chance you know you might you know I turned up and put my waterproofs in my wellies on my first day and Francis blessed me I'm like I don't think he wanted to do that and I was like but why I have my new waterproofs I was thrilled and he was like because your feet will get wet (laughs) I think and I don't think I'm that nasty a person but I think I would have taken some pleasure in letting you work it out (laughs) (laughs) I'd just seen all these farmers took their stuff into their wellies I was thrilled I'd got a new boiler suit I was killing it really killing it and uh but yeah I was gonna get very wet feet so thankfully he told me no (laughs) I was being a very annoying son to my mother I don't know who else I'd be an annoying son to um my father I guess but (laughs) um and I was annoying or annoying or annoying that's sorry this wasn't when I was 27 this was when I was about um 23 no no no. Um, and uh I was like, Mama, what a sweetie, what a sweetie, what a sweetie, what a sweetie. It's <laughs> the reason I'm the size I currently am. And I was pointing at Oxo cubes, right? And I was like, well, if you've got sweeties, but you're not giving me a sweet, you're not giving me a sweet, you're not giving me a sweet. Keep going, keep going. And mum's solution was very much the let you get your feet wet solution and said, have one. Have one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like stock after that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, luckily, luckily I didn't get wet feet. So it was okay. Yeah. I did have hunter wellies and they broke within the first week and I had to go and get proper farmer wellies. I was that one. I turned up. I turned up in my in my navy hunter wellies that had been to like Team the Park and stuff. Yeah, I was so so basic back then. It's like the urban version of Le Chameau. (laughs) I just and I got some chameaux last week. Don't be proud of that, Elish. Don't be proud of it. I'm sorry, Lushmo, if you want to be involved in, in uh, brand, yeah. uh, branding the Articast, feel free. Yeah, I'll uh, happily take the sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, great. So you've came into farming. You yeah. started to go by the horns, pardon the pun. And uh, because some cattle are also not female, as you yep. found out throughout your degree. <laughs> what these degrees teach you. Fascinating. <laughs> um, what was next? Um, so, yes, yeah, so that was fourth year. So then I was graduating uh, and I was looking for jobs kind of anywhere and a job came up in um, Penrith so um, which was like a breeding technician job so it was with DNC Fawcett Limited in Penrith Um, and I was always interested in that in the whole breeding genetics pedigree that's what I was interested in so this job came up and I was like this is the dream so um, I went down there and had an interview for that and they took me on so I did a season of that so obviously 
you're breeding sheep so it is seasonal so with them you work from July right through to January um, and it's kind of AI uh, AI and ET basically of sheep um, so yeah I had all the glamorous jobs like collecting semen freezing semen assessing semen inseminating sheep um, and then was kind of slightly changed train, trained sorry in embryology um, which was really interesting. That's so, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, the how much do you know about AI and flushing sheep? Um, I am aware of how it works. Have never been involved. Right. Okay. So used in the correct way, it's a fantastic technology because obviously you can um, multiply genetics quite quickly. Um, so they um, put hormones into the sheep to super ovulate them, and then basically you collect the embryos find them in the dish and then you put these embryos into other sheep yeah. as like recips um so yeah like we'd collect embryos that's, that's probably the part i don't fully understand okay how does that transfer work how does putting the embryo into another yes so they're called recipients yeah. normally recipient. so um so the recips have also been like um primed to be receiving yeah for sure um so they um they have a small operation basically okay so is that is actually what it is yeah yeah so then the embryo gets put straight into their tubes yeah i oh, yeah. used to know the proper terms the listeners will know the terms <laughs> put straight in and then they're sewn back up again oh, and so... they have a lamb that's completely not theirs like not genetically theirs at all it's very interesting that it's fascinating it's Does amazing that... It is amazing. It is. And I don't know. I've always been a wee bit, what would I say, um, sceptical about laparoscopic AI. Mm -hmm. um, it just seems big. I think it seems like a, it seems uncomfortable, more than quite notably uncomfortable. But the, the whole concept of being able to do what you've just said is phenomenal. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> it really amazing. Is. Is I, yeah, my, is, and so, like and explaining that to non-farming people as well was was interesting. But yeah. most people are are more interested in the collecting semen. If I'm honest. I wonder and, why that is. I know. I, yeah, you should. Yeah. You, I I don't know if you swear on this podcast, but there was, um, I was called a top wanker for basically no, just, a strong couple of years. Not quite what's happening, but. I, no, it's not quite. It's poor me, myself, and then Fiona and Caroline, we were just abused, really. That is that is such a farmer version of the in-betweeners. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, yeah, exactly. It's not a bus. You're not on a bus. Yeah. <laughs> I won't continue to say what you are on. Um, so, um, yeah. that, that's an interesting job as well. Like, I don't think people, like, people would think that that's, like, they're probed, but a lot of the time, actually, it's, they are, they do jump naturally. You just yeah. have to literally physically collect it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Which usually... Oh, sorry, this is the collect, this isn't the bus driver, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 we're not collecting from the bus driver. Um, But, yeah, so, no, it was good. But, yeah, it was, you, the, the quality of stock and everything was amazing. Oh, and not much. coming from a farming background yeah. and being able to travel the country and meet some of the best cheap breeders across multiple breeds as well was just amazing for me um yeah like the contacts that you met and yeah but hard work hard work like I would I would recommend it to anybody like I was it was brilliant but my goodness the hours that you had to do were mega 
is there any requirement of that reset pio apart from the obvious condition feet whatever mm -hmm. is is there any requirement of her there's obviously no genetic requirement or is there, there can't be no there no can't so be. a lot of people obviously use like a mule because they'll be nice and yeah. milky mother yeah. like mothering um <laughs> yeah like they, they, they become the most important sheep on the farm in my eyes yeah. you know they should be treated with the utmost respect for sure um and sometimes people don't and then they don't get the results that they wanted um but yeah so yeah it's it's fascinating but yeah but used used in the correct way definitely for sure yeah yeah it has to be used in the correct way um then it can be a really valuable tool used in the incorrect way um it can obviously have different consequences but um but what yeah, would an incorrect I mean, way be um like just maybe choosing sheep that maybe shouldn't have their genetics multiplied maybe something like you know trying to be general yeah for sure yeah, <laughs> as it's quite that, yeah. popular within the breed that i work in yeah, um sure. so but but you you know many breeders use it in the correct way and yeah. so and they and they gain from that it's yeah can a recipient be a recipient more than once or are you putting yeah okay like it would be annually yeah got you yeah because they would just lamb the ones yeah. rear the lamb um so yeah so i did that for a season when i first came out of uni um but that's uh because it was seasonal so it got to like january then and i was like right well i'm in yeah i'm here <laughs> i've lost my hair <laughs> <laughs> got a job what am i gonna do and i just didn't want to go back to being a waitress <laughs> for sure <laughs> which, no which um, kick started the Ailish ross film bold and employed <laughs> yes i was like right what am i gonna do and like the other girls went home to go lambing i was like yeah. I, don't, I don't have any sheep at home luckily francis and marion came to the rescue again and i went back into the lambing with them but then it got to march and i was like what can i do um so yeah and then that's that's when i moved down here and you moved down here not to do the current job, that's right? There's no. More. Tell us a bit about that. Um, so I did, so I moved down initially to be um, um, a breeding advisor um, with Signet. So it was like a specialist breeding advisor role. Um, but it was a six-month contract um, down here. Um, the, the office for used to be initially was at Stoney Park. Um, and I was 22 and thought, oh, do you know, I've got nothing, you know, I'm six months. I'll just be there for six months. And if it turns into something else, great. If it doesn't, I'll just come home and I'll find something else. Um, so yeah, made the big, big move and moved moved down here. Five hours from home, everyone I loved. <laughs> I must have been quite tough for the first time. It was grim. Yeah, yeah I hated it. I hated Did you? It a bit. I, I quite liked the job. Uh, the job was really interesting because, again, it was all breeding and EBVs. So basically, we're just, like advising cattle as well. So it was nice to do cattle, but like beef cattle. So obviously, I haven't really done anything with them. So beef cattle and sheep. Um, kind of helping member queries, looking at data, running events. Like we did like yeah. an open day type thing. Again, it was different breeds, different people. People is what I'm interested in. Like yeah. that's, you know, the sheep is, is great and I'm love the sheep but i like people i like that like relationship um so it was a, it was a really great varied role and i got to travel the country and again meet even more people and some people who recorded their sheep were people that i'd met through dan's so they followed me through um but yeah it came to the end of the six months and the man's job who i was doing wanted his job back and i was like 
Yay! <laughs> I'm going home. Did you go home for long though? No, I didn't go I don't home. Think at all. so. Yeah, I was going to say I don't remember you being home. Well, maybe you went home for a weekend, but no. So like they'd said, um, we won't keep you, and I was like, that's fine. I literally just like walked outside and started making phone calls um, to try and find another one because obviously it's been six months and I had been offered another job, um, but I went went to this one right there wrongly. Um, rightly now um yeah so it was a, it was a it was a really good job um I just yeah six months was probably enough um and we'd gone with young farmers to a competition at a show and um we'd walked around the sheep and I'd recognized one of the names was one of the customers from Signet. And as I said, like people are my thing. And I was like, well, I hate the phone. Like I speak to so many people, even in my job now, and you never know what they look like yeah. or anything like that, but they probably know who I am, but I never know who they are. Um, so I went, I saw his name and I thought, right, I'm going to go and say hello. So I went over and I said, oh, hi, you know, I'm Ailey, it's nice to meet you. We chatted for ages and he was like, you know, how are you finding the job? And I was like, oh, you know, it's been enjoyable, but I'm going home. Um, and then the next week I had a phone call from the Texels <laughs> basically saying, you aren't going to go home. We'd like you to come and work for us. But you they, aren't. <laughs> yeah, you aren't going home. I was like, no, I am. I'm going home. They're like, you're not going home. E.T., be quiet. You're coming here. <laughs> yeah. Shush, 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 Don't be so silly. So when you drive into Stony Park, you can turn right and go to HTV. Or you can turn left and go to the Texas Sheep Society. So they're in the same park, basically. Yeah. Um. So, yes. So I had a very interesting conversation. And, and I'm still here. <laughs> and when was that? Six years so, ago? So 2017. 17. God, 2017. years ago. Yeah, yeah, a long time ago. But yeah, 22, it's, it was the same thing. Like at 22, to be offered an opportunity with the Texels was something I could only ever have dreamt of. Yeah. The fact that they wanted me, that it come from a conversation of someone on a Saturday afternoon and that I'd met a few people through my role with Signet and that they wanted me, I just, you know, I just put to the side that I was dramatically miserable. You know, that was... I, that would have been silly for me to give up that opportunity, and especially now it was the best thing I've ever done. You say about people, and I think it's such an important thing. Like I think you and I are quite similar in this sense. Like no matter what your job is, whether it's in genetics or tech or whatever, it's all for and done by people. I don't care what anyone says, even AI, even AI. Yeah. Like, and I mean, not the eye we're talking about. Artificial, artificial intelligence. This yeah, time. yeah, yeah. It's very confusing. This, um, but which is, do you know, the very confusing thing is the podcast I stopped finishing about twenty minutes before before we started um, was on artificial intelligence. It was very oh, different. It's all going on. Yeah, no, nothing in the next one. That's sad. No more different type of AI. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean the. the the networks I've created, the networks... Oh, my God, there's a cat. There's a cat. <laughs> there's a there's cat. A cat. Oh, cat. Look at your little nose. Um, the amount of times I've done that in this, this podcast, by the way. <laughs> like, a cat. A cat. <laughs> completely forgotten the train of thought. There's a cat. She's so sorry. She's such an attention seeker. Oh, I, I don't blame her. She's beautiful. Um, <laughs> what's her name? Holly. Holly. So cute. Yeah. Oh, no, bless her. Hey, Holly. Hey. We so... She's, just she's a bit of a she's a bit savage. She's sassy is what we call her. Sassy. 
it's just got a bit of an attitude problem. I think they should have an attitude because look how pretty. I've taught my cat to jump up. Oh. Jumps onto my arm, I hold my arm out straight and he jumps up onto my shoulder. Oh, crikey. Which has created a hellish experience, a living experience for my father because he now walks through the whole house, the house he owns and calls home uh, with his hands in his pockets in case the cat attacks him. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, where were we? Texas. Uh, we were on um, I'm going to ask AI. Something. Good. AI, we were. Okay. Yes, I was talking about people. Yes. Yep. And I think it's so important that network inside chat and see. I think there's five or six folk in life that I've been lucky enough to be able to offer some form of opportunity to. And they've all been people that we've just had a chat. And I've had so many opportunities myself purely because I've been like, all right, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Don't need to end more than that. Uh, no, you know, it's, uh, it's like, that's what I kind of say to people, like just speak to people, just say hello. You never know what opportunity you would like. You know, that was a Saturday afternoon conversation. I went out of my, like not out of my way. I wanted to go and speak to him, but that's given me like the opportunity of a lifetime. You yeah, know, yeah. everything I've done then is from, you know, I, maybe I would have found, maybe, maybe they'd find out another way. I don't know. But yeah, yeah so it was, yeah, amazing really. That you can just add to the value of conversation. It's so true. We'll get we'll get to tech society in a minute. But you mentioned one thing there that I wanted to ask you. So I think you and I are kind of similar um with regards to young farmers' career. Mm -hmm. Not really had one, and then quite notably involved in one. Yes. Um, so tell us about your journey in young farmers. Um so when I first moved down here, I joined a club. It didn't really work out, and I didn't really go back I probably did about six weeks or something and then was like no um so then I basically sat in my house with no friends for two years which was great you loved it which is actually really not true because I did make some fantastic friends in that club so I now have a goddaughter and everything from the people that oh I met God. at this club yeah so um, that's not fair that I sat by myself it's a bit dramatic but yeah like I made great friends but um it just that club wasn't really going to work out for me um so it was probably like another two years and we'd gone then to a ball and Bert had said to me he's like you need to give it another chance like young farmers is brilliant you'll really enjoy it you know why don't you join the club that's actually closer to you because the club I did join was like half an hour away yeah. like why don't you join this other one and it was funny because I was like sat like a creep like being like they look like they're having so much fun and that sort of thing so I was like, right, I'm going to go. So I went. So that was February-ish, like 2019. And like the first meeting was like trampolining. And I was like, oh my God, like I'm 23 years old. Do I really want to be trampolining? But anyway, I went. <laughs> um, So I went that week and then I went the second week. And then I think that's when I met Charlie. I met her in the pub. And then that was another like... My pe person that changed my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, then that like just changed everything, and I was got really involved. Um, like went to the weekly meetings, like went out with them socially. Like it was just like the best thing ever because I'd gone from like just having like a Saturday night with plans because like the friends that I'd met were obviously half an hour away, which is a bit of a pain in the evenings. Um, yeah, to actually have like having friends um so yes yeah, so i joined in the february 
by that AGM, then I became secretary. <laughs> so I hadn't actually even done a competition and was secretary and social secretary just because of the skills I had with work. So I ended up doing that for two years. Then in that first year, I was sat on FNO, which I finance an organisation committee for Warwickshire. So I'm, that's the county that I'm in. So I sat on that and then I was chairman of that for a year, but that was COVID which was hard on our finances. We're quite a small county because we're between Coventry and Birmingham. We're quite urban. Okay. Yeah. We struggle with numbers. We'd be like 300 on a good year, 300, 400, two, two to 400 basically. Um, so the COVID year was quite hard, I would say. Um, we kind of came out of COVID and I was like, I'm not doing FNO. But I went and sat on West Midlands area. And they needed a vice chairman. And I was like, well, what do I have to do? <laughs> They're like, you just have to go to stuff and speak to people. I was like, brilliant. I'll do that then. What a job. <laughs> brilliant. So then then I was West Midlands area vice chairman. And that year, then I was co-opted onto national council. So I'd gone from nothing to being co-opted onto council within like quite a short period of time yeah, yeah if covid hadn't been involved it would have been even quicker for sure so it was co-opted onto council so then i sat on our membership marketing which will be like yours yeah, yeah. but what do you guys call it comms and marketing just communication and marketing. Yeah. Same thing, yeah so i sat on that um and then what happened then i became back to fno chairman for warwickshire west midlands area chairman and sat properly then on council, sat actually on council and uh, sat on membership marketing. So, uh, yeah, I basically had like young farmers seven days a week, um, lived, breathed, ate young farmers. Luckily, Charlie was chairman. So we kind of were just a double act and went round together. Um, she made life much easier. <laughs> she she's class. Crazy. I don't really know her, but yeah. Oh, she's the best person ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's great. So, yeah, we had a brilliant year last year. Brilliant. Um, Anyone who's interested in who Charlie is, by the way, just quickly. Oh, yeah, sorry. Number 128, if you want to go listen to her story. Ailish and I actually just laughed off camera because I literally tried to get Ailish on, I don't know, probably 10 times, in fairness. If we include, <laughs> if we include asking in person and not in person, probably like 10 times. Um, but Charlie straight away came on and had never spoke to her in my life. And this was when... Would video be being released at that point? No, it wouldn't be. But uh, she just sat feet up, like, <laughs> as comfy as could be. Um, I, I absolutely love that. Um, but no, 128, I think, was her episode. So, yeah, it really went from zero to hero in Young Farmers pretty rapid. That's great. Yeah. 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 Um, But it's brilliant. But like, I wish I'd joined earlier. Like, I was 24, basically, when I came in. And, like, down here, it's 10 to 28. So we are different. Oh, so you're gone. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, so I can. I would have been able to compete this year, but I'm literally busy on every competition day, so I haven't. I'm not actually currently a member. Um, probably should actually become a member just to give them the pennies, but um, I can't compete in anything, so yeah. haven't haven't bothered yet. Um, so yeah, yeah. So similar to my journey. That's so weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's because if you're keen and enthusiastic and you have skill, like skills, is you know, I'm not blow my own trumpet but you have but if you're interested in an area like same with yourself like communications marketing that's what you're interested in and if you're interested in it then that's a start sure yeah 
you know, and you want to do better, you're not going to be like a half a glass, half a glass empty, you know, you're going to give it your best shot. So like, I've really, really enjoyed it. The opportunities, like the things I've done, like I was trying to think about things like we've done, like I organized our 85th uh, anniversary ball that had like about 400 people at it, competed in the national finals, um, Westmoreland's area chairman. Last year we brought back an exchange back into the schedule, which is what I wanted to do before I left. Also wanted to do an ABBA tribute night before we left. So we did that. And along with Ellie, our rally chair, she did an amazing job. And it was like the most successful rally that we've had in so many years. Like we made, I've got a 14 grand profit or something like that, which was unheard of for us. Yeah. Um, so we had an ABBA tribute band. So if anyone has a different idea for their rally, ABBA's where it's at. We shall steal that idea. Do I, it. I, That's I, fine. I You're far enough away. I have performed money, money, money on stage. <laughs> I was. I no one threw any money, money, money at you. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, <laughs> I was dressed as Jack of Jack and Jill. Actually. Right. Yeah. Was this for a concert? No, it wasn't. Actually, oh. <laughs> it was not at all. Uh, I've only I've only done two concerts. Um, I mean, I'm really new. Like, I'm still in my second year. I've not done. I've not done twenty four months yet. Wow. Yeah, it's. But in saying that, I've only got about twenty four months left. So. <laughs> um, yeah. So no, I wish I'd done at home. Well, this is the interesting thing because I started the Aaron one and I went to a new member's night with Crossroads. Um, yeah. But I actually don't think I do wish I'd done that because I really like how it's went. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah see, I, I, I just didn't even know it was a thing at school. Like, yeah. well, I would have been able to join East School Bride. Um, that would have been like 20 minutes away. Yeah. And I just didn't even know it was a thing. And like, <laughs> I so, like I've never done a concert. Warwickshire don't do the entertainments. God. Um, I went to Glamorgan's entertainments this weekend because that's my right. boyfriend stays down there. Right. Um, and I just like, oh, amazing. I'm like this, like we kids, and you just think like what that does for their confidence must be amazing. Like amazing they must, honestly, that. must have been like twelve, thirteen years old yeah. on stage in a theatre. Like I just, I just loved that. So I'm kind of sad I didn't get to do that i did choir and i got to do cheerleading relive my youth at the national finals we got robbed i'm still I would, but still national final was so cool like that's so yeah cool. yeah we're I, would, pretty I genuinely and everyone's gonna laugh when i say this i would love to try cheerleading i can already bat and twirl well hey yeah don't we deflect is, is it an, is it um is it an syfc competition no Oh, do you want me to do like a, I don't know what you call it, like a, I don't know like a co-op member to your your club and I'll come down and yeah it was it, it, so it, was, um, it was street dancing this year oh I know so wow. we can change the last year it was disco I want I always wanted ballroom but they never brought it I know so, um, so yeah other than that I mean like this year I got to go to the King's Coronation concert in Windsor I saw that that was really cool through NFYFC. Yeah. So, yeah, I think sometimes they sometimes they get a bad like. I, I love it. If I see, I think it's great. It's just they have a. I don't know if it's the same at home, but like the communication downward to grassroots members is a problem, but it has been a problem for us forever. From what I understand, like the those that attend council know everything. You know, we know how it works. You know, the choices are made by members. Sure. 
yeah. everything's gone to members and so when everyone complains about nfyfc it's as though they don't realize that it's members that have made the choice it's as though like it's like big baddies or something and it's like well no like <laughs> we are one too done properly you know if you don't yeah. like it come to the meeting yeah um no, agreed. yeah because you guys had a restructure didn't you but i don't really know anything about yeah, that so where, where you guys have national council <laughs> my understanding was we had the exact same um, right but now, my and I should probably say my understanding of National Council was you had essentially a committee with folk focusing on their thing, whether that was yeah. finance, comms, competitions. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think there was actually a competitions committee. Yeah, um, we've got one of them. For sure, yeah. Whereas I don't think everything else had a committee, it was just a big group and there was also a comps committee. Whereas now there's national committees in development and wellbeing, competitions and events, communications and marketing, finance, I always forget one, agri and rural oh, yeah. affairs. And what's yeah. the other one? That's so bad. It doesn't matter. There's six. Anyway. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Um, Have you got like a junior members one? Like a youth development one? Uh, no. Um, international. International travel. Oh, uh, wow. You have a whole committee for that? Yeah, for sure. Oh, so wow. So like... Um, so that comes under like our personal development? Yeah. Yeah. So it will... It will That'll be yeah, that'll be right. So I think it, you know, I think it makes a lot of sense because you have, I certainly I wouldn't have thrived in a national council environment because I wouldn't have had you direct see. purpose, you know. Whereas there is now. Um, yeah. Really oh great! Works. Yeah, it works. It works. I mean, it, it also might work the other way, but I I feel it works. I've never seen the other way in fairness. But um, tell us about the Texas side. <laughs> So I started at Texas in yeah twenty seventeen. Initially, I was there as like um like a general admin, technical services administrator basically. Um, so I was kind of like we were just kind of making it making a job as we went along, and now we've ended up where we are. Yeah. Um, so it was yeah brilliant. So I initially started doing um yeah so um Texas move their evaluations in-house, although they keep them within the national evaluation, but Texels publish them in-house. So we initially moved that over. Um, so was involved in that um, and then was doing the events. Um, and so now, basically, so that we won't go through seven years worth of stuff, but basically <laughs> 20... What did I get? What time? About 2020, must have been. Okay. Um, was promoted up to events and sales catalog managers. We had like staff retire and that sort of thing. So we had a kind of a wee bit of a restructure and then obviously COVID happened. So, um, but yeah, the role is events and sales catalog management. So we attend probably up to about 20 events a year. So that's normally five Royal shows. Um, we attend all the NSA like technical events. We have four national sales and then we have like some additional other events like our Five Nations Weekend, which is for our part of our youth development program. We have that and um like an AGM social weekend that's biannual. So Five Nations is biannual and AGM's in the other year. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, so the society as a whole is the biggest in the UK. Um will birth notify about 50, 50 55,000 lambs a year get birth notified. Um we catalogue about ten, just over 10,000 sheep for sale every year. So that all goes through our online database called iTexel, which we developed through 20, 
2020 and still kind of going now but doing wee extra bits but yeah through through um kind of March 2020 we were trying to get that up and running whilst working from home and our the developers in New Zealand and so it was a really challenging but great experience like looking back now you're like wow <laughs> like we did all that <laughs> You know, well, I now know where it's like some ticky phrases are. It's all very exciting. Um, so yeah, and then so yeah, so our events we have trade stands, um, obviously like the showing classes. So we do like our social media coverage, booking all the stuff. Um, NSA events we'll take a big stand up. Um, the sheep event we take our, I take a we take a a big stand there. We also sponsor their next generation shepherd competitions. Um. So we take that and last time, so 2022, 2022, we won best sheep stand and best sheep on the stand as well. So we had four pens and they were, they were exceptional. Like the breeders of them, like it should be, they were exceptional stock. So yeah, to win two red tickets, I don't think anyone's ever done that before. So we were absolutely, I was thrilled. <laughs> well, do you know, as, as a, obviously from a sheep farm and, and, we're not Texel breeders. We use Texels as terminal sires. Um, we, I, I've always been interested, and it's how my I'm, I'm talk about our stories onto being at, at uni. Like I would not have been at agricultural uni if it wasn't for mum and dad a year and a half prior buying me a in lamb Texel yow that we named after Mrs Brown's boys Catty, um, to then go <laughs> and win our local show. In general, ah. um, and I, I've always kept a close eye and I love I mean I originally started a group podcast that sort of it didn't die a death it's just it was too hard to organize I still do them here and there to do breed societies yeah and with that I looked through all the breed societies now I know by the nature of the size of the Texel breed it's going to be up there but it's such a and you're obviously very much involved in this such a brilliant website I, I genuinely mean that I think it's fantastic okay. um, it's, it's a requirement for a pure born Texel to be to go through like you were saying about being documented at birth is that a requirement or not so if you want to be pedigree yes that is, it is a requirement yes, so to be pedigree we have to know mum dad Got mum you. dad are essential uh birth we, so we take mum dad birthday sex um lambing years birth weight um but basically all of them now are um, put straight in on itexel members do it themselves so we don't receive like in good old days people used to have send them back in big paper forms and someone yeah. had to manually put them into the database but now everyone basically does that we have like four or five paper members um so yeah we've worked really hard to push online and uh, so to hear you say that you love the website john well, is genuinely delighted. yes yeah, yeah we work really hard on it i think it's really important like we 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 think it's very important as a society the board everyone's really pushing on online and we like to be transparent we try to put as much information on there as possible and sure. web's like a live thing you know you can keep it up to date and um, we also do two bulletins a year they're also brilliant and they're a huge amount of work to put together um jonathan does a, a, an amazing job with them um they're like a team effort getting the stuff in but jonathan works really hard on it yeah. uh, and they're amazing and then we've got a commercial magazine called prime stock which is more commercial based so we'll have um like features on commercial farms that are using texels um to their to the, to the best um but yeah i mean a third third according to hdb who did the breed like survey 
third of the rams in the country are texels and um Is it a third, is it? third Yeah. yeah um and i Does can't that, I'm guessing that makes them the biggest one then, yeah. yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. i can't actually remember the percentage which was the next one down Yeah. but it was significantly less than that and then interestingly and i don't think many people realize but they're now the second most popular crossbred so we have a huge maternal influence as well Of course, yeah. Never thought of it. Yeah, of course. yeah so Huh? they are now like uh, people always put them in a terminal sire box and they're not really now um you know they're used heavily um within the maternal flock so they're second to like a north country meal That is interesting, which I assume is by far the main one. yeah yeah Yeah, yeah, for sure. That... um so yes from a mule point of view so yeah they're like it's a really interesting breed to be a part of um because it's so diverse as well so we have like over 2000 members and some of them will have like some some people have significantly more than others some will just have a few you know we have and they're spread everywhere i mean we've got over 300 members in northern ireland um we are just you um, gb in northern ireland we don't have like the irish and the, their separate society um but yeah like the people are great you know and they become friends and yeah that it's it's great yeah the and again the opportunities that've had through the texels is yeah great but i really really enjoy it this year is our 50th anniversary so as well as the normal events so we've got five royals two nsa four national sales plus bilf um we're doing How you say that? I've been saying that very wrong. <laughs> bilf yeah what have <laughs> you been saying no, no, your partner's wrong. You'll bully me. tell me i want <laughs> tell I thought me it was bullish. what <laughs> I thought it was bullish. bullish <laughs> oh, put the L in the wrong place. It's embarrassing. yeah bill it's by the royal Welshes. have you never been I've I've only ever been to Ireland. <gasps> Yeah, I know. wallace And everyone has offered me to go to a uh, well short sure. I always forget the what a a Balmoral. I've just yeah never had a chance. Yeah, oh well the royal welsh is the best and I won't manage this year because of Nuffield either. oh well there will always be a royal <clears throat> welsh it's the best I am told this. Yeah, I am told. Which leads me to a quick question, actually. Uh, your lovely friend Charlie threw this in. Uh, all right two questions. One is a for, uh, is a leading question. The next one is by extension the one that's to follow. If I was to ask you daffodils or roses, what would you choose? She's funny. <laughs> Um, what, what what for? no, I'm just all I was to ask was after the roses. Daffodils There was a question or roses? coming after it. Right. She's that's a that is a leading question. Um, well, she's in New Zealand, so I'm going daffodils because Why? she. Because she's in New Zealand. Well, because if I said if well, because if I well, This is listened all over the world. You know. is I Alien, know. <laughs> um. where'd that come from? Alish. Where did the alien come from? <laughs> um, this is listened in 77 countries. New Zealand is about 3% of my viewership, so I think I'll go over there. Crikey. Yeah. Ideal. Um, I've got to go daffodils. I'm more <laughs> invested in daffodils at the moment. so you said that is a leading question. What do you think it was leading to? I don't know. You, you lead on. The question I was told that had to come second was, who do you support when Wales play England at rugby? I know. This is, this is now It's a bit my... of a battle for you now. It's It is, it is, it's but love feels... and hope. Oh, is it? Yeah. But I do like quite like a few of the England players. I'm invested because Charlie's invested me into Leicester Tigers, but probably Wales. I very much enjoyed um, your 
reaction to the rugby on Instagram. <laughs> I don't know if you know this. I don't know rugby. I don't understand it. I don't watch oh, it. Oh, uh, so you don't do rugby and you've not been to the Royal Welsh? I am a failure of a human. Oh, well, yes, you need to you need to come down and spend a weekend with me. We'll take Alex. you to the Royal Welsh. <laughs> I'm going to Six Nations the same day. Is that arrangeable? I don't think different times of the year, but we can make it work. We'll work it out. We'll work it out. We can make it work. I'm sure there's yeah. something on somewhere. Um, <laughs> I've, I've been invited by like with a caravan to to the Welsh this year and last year. I just couldn't make it. But no, uh, it's, but, it is uh, very good. The <laughs> Highlands, the Highlands, amazing because I get to see everyone from home. But from an actual show experience, it's really yeah. It's yeah, pretty mega, and it's always hot. Too as, but <laughs> as someone who is now actively involved in RHS TV, yes, to take something from the Welsh because mum and dad know everything about the Welsh show without leaving their living room. It is so well documented. Yeah. Genuinely. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah um, they are good. The TV, the camera. <coughs> do a good job, don't yeah, they? But they've, but they've, they've got um, Fermio, don't they? So they have a dedicated and a lot of their Welsh language. So they have a Welsh language like BBC, basically. Yeah. But the majority of Welsh speakers are in the rural community, so they're able to do things like that because that's their audience. But it is that their their farming communications is much better than anybody else's. I don't mean to brag, but I would go as far as saying I could class Maynard Howells as a friend. Why? Hey! I mean, she definitely doesn't say that about me, but I will say it about her. Uh, she's <laughs> on the podcast. She has hey. number ten right at the start. Wow! Um, and and it was, you know that she is a sweetheart, like yeah. the nicest pair I've ever. They've got that. texels. That's the rules, isn't it? I mean, not going to get balance as well, or is that? Uh, um, what was I going to say there? Uh, yeah, they do an on, they do an on farm. Yeah, uh, top sale, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah big cool. sale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was. It was actually probably the day I realised this podcast is more than just phoning my friends because Dad had said she's so good. I love um, Fermio. I love everything. Mum's like, oh yeah, could you get her on this? podcast of what's that you've got <laughs> like okay and uh, her number is on like her instagram so i just text her ah. like, yeah come. Uh, oh brilliant yeah she's meant yeah. to i i've only spoken to her like briefly a couple of times yeah. at sales um but yeah jacob says she's lovely Very, yeah she is she's really yeah. nice yeah. um and coming full circle given you had never really been on any farm ever and you decided to check out the NSA lambing list, which I will completely unendorse shout out as one of the best resources out there. A fantastic list. Yeah. Um, again, NSA, if you want some kind of cohort update, feel free to sponsor the podcast. Um, <laughs> but full circle really now as you're an ambassador, yes. uh, which by the way, I think is one of the, you know, I think when, when you look at cohorts of people, shall we say, I think Nuffield is a big one. I think yeah. um, there's a few out there, but, I think this up is up there with Nuffield and the um, Oxford Farming Conference scholars. I, I think the ambassadorship through the NSA is fantastic. So could yeah. you tell us about it? How did, first off, how did that come about? Um, so they've done it for, I think she said, I think Katie had said 14 years or something like is that. Is it? Jeez, De- yeah. 10, 10, something Few like many. that. Yeah. They've had um, nearly 100 or 100 go through it. Um, over the years so it used to be annually now it's biannually to go in um, and look with the sheep event um, so it's sponsored by the NSA they have 12 ambassadors um, that are coming from all over the country so you have to apply um, 
it's competitive and this year they had they said they had the most applications they've ever had um so you have basically to fill in an application and then it goes to the regions then so they've got nine different regions um so it goes to the regions to be shortlisted and then you have an interview which was on zoom in with a panel of six i didn't think it was gonna be six being faced with six i was like oh, no <laughs> like oh um so yeah they they you kind of do a 15 20 minute half an hour interview um and yeah and then I was selected and I was absolutely delighted so I know I think well it definitely lasts like six seven eight um in cohorts I know at least one probably more than one in each one and everyone has said what the value they've had out of it what friendships they've made um you know, it's been invaluable. So, yeah, I was absolutely delighted. And the first workshop was last week. So, With Philippa Page, I saw. Yes, who's obviously the queen. Yeah. Has she yeah. has she been on the pod? She hasn't. I have oh. Instagrammed her, but it's maybe not the best contact method. Oh, well, um, I'll see what I can do. Don't don't push. I, I am not like that. I'm not that type of journalist. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, so Philippa, who is obviously the queen of the sheep bits, along with Fiona Lovett. So she came to JCB Farms, which is some spot. Some... Is it like JCB as we know it, Farms? Yes. I hope you've kicked your feet up and got comfy and enjoying another fantastic episode of the R2Cast with another really interesting guest. I would just like to quickly take another second to plug the sponsors of the show today, The Scottish Farmer. And I would strongly advise you to go out and pick one up this week and see even more of the fantastic people that are in our industry. Do you see like the... the, um, so like you, the we, you went past the world headquarters, global, yeah. global headquarters, it was called. It was freaking Thank cool. Um, but farms just along a bit. Um, but that's all goes to their, like, their farm shop. And then they've got shops in London and Ocado. Um, but yeah, so they've got like housing enough to put their 2,000... Two and a half thousand ewes in all wow. the time, 52,000 broilers, 140 suckler cows. They contract out the pigs, 400 hinds, deer hinds. Oh my God. And then an abattoir on site that kills all five. So it kills all lines. That must be one of the. I think it's the only one. I think it's the only one in the country. Jesus. Yeah. So that was an interesting spot. But Somewhat they... away from sheep, just for a second, because I think it's fascinating. The JCB. Um, I'm not up on machinery. What's the place you build things? Uh, that's so bad. The GCB factory. Yeah. They have all the down to screws and panels and whatever, but they don't own any of it. Yeah. So yeah, and it's genius. I don't know how they've well, they've managed because their biggest JCBR. So they've got a million screws there. Yeah, but they use six on this pick. They don't make pickups on this telehandler, and um they only then buy that from the person who is sitting their inventory in the JCB shed when they use it. That's how it works. Genius. Now, obviously, you need the economies of scale JCB to be able to do that. But yeah. um, Sorry, yeah, that sounds brilliant. So how long does the ambassadorship work? Is that two years? Is it four? No, years? Just, well, just a year, but you kind of, you're in the family then. So they would use you for other things. So there's four workshops, uh, three days each. So the next one's in May. That's up in Northumberland, one in July to... Um, combined with the sheep event so that's like Worcestershire Warwickshire area I think yeah. and then in October is the last one and that's down in Devon um, so yeah no it's it was really good a great group of people um, all really interested everyone does different bits and bobs um, quite I think six of us are not from a farming background which is amazing 
Um, so yeah, yeah, really good, really good, really interesting. Wednesday we went to Harper Adams for like a communications day. Excellent. Um, so that was with Just Farmers, which was with Anna Jones. So that was we had an yeah, hour with her, but I could have spent all day with her. She was great. She's amazing. So good. Yeah. Um, By the way, if you are interested in her, she's been in the podcast. Oh, has she? Yeah. She's great. Yeah, yeah she, she was, was really good. Sponsored episode. Ah. Oh. Number 30. Yeah. She's an Uffield scholar, actually. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, it's on my to-do list as is a scholar. But my problem yeah. is, is that I wouldn't know what to do it on. Because so, I hear, like, yeah. your sounds fascinating. Um, Amy's sounds fascinating, like the food security thing. Anna's sounded so good about the, um, like, the media and yeah. that sort I of stuff. I can't remember what it was, yeah. Everyone sounds so good. I would just like to do, I, I don't want to do a proposal. I just want to go in enough field to learn. So write about all my stuff. Can I give you, so you want to go on a holiday and write about it? <laughs> Travel writing is the plan. Not a holiday, <laughs> learning, exploring. Oh, just to confirm, I've been called a holiday because it sounds <laughs> amazing. No, like, so I'd give you one tip as someone that has done very little for Nuffield so far. And the one tip I would give you is do it for a topic, not yeah. for Nuffield. Yes. And it, it sounds so boring and mundane, but if, well, just to, to give you a bit of perspective. I think there was 13 people in the room for my interview. Yeah. So it just it's it's intense. Yeah. I can't lie. I'm the one person in the cohort. I've spoke to everyone apart from two so far that absolutely loved that environment. But uh, oh, I honestly that is that's like yeah. chill for yeah. me. I, I it's just where I really enjoy that environment. But uh yeah, it's if if you are gonna do it, I mean, Alice, you've got so many things you could do it on, but find your thing that you think yeah. about and you're like, oh my god, I love this. Yeah, I, I want to do this for two more years. Yeah, um, in different places. Uh, but no, the NS, it sounds brilliant. It sounds really good, and some familiar faces in there, which is nice to see. Yeah, um, and some, and by the way, some also not familiar faces, which is also very good to see that it's not just a cliquey thing. It's a it's no, a, no. It was interesting. So I only knew Will. Low bottom, so I knew yeah. well anyway, and I didn't know anybody. I didn't actually know anybody else, but obviously everyone's gone and stalked everyone, and I had mutual yeah. friends with everybody apart from two, I think. Oh really? So yeah. It's, yeah, it's interesting. Then when you get into like a a small environment of oh you know them and oh you yeah. know them. <laughs> Shout out well seven episodes after Anna Jones, if you want to come on. Yeah. It's, I mean it's literally I, I think we we're saying this off camera it's mental at this point so yeah them 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 yeah. <laughs> God, I, I could have been in one of those early ones we, well we it was your 100, 181 episodes <laughs> I actually think I asked you on before it was sponsored so it would have been in the 20s yeah um, now you're just one of the ones in the eight, 180s <laughs> You're the you're the equivalent of the person buying the Taylor Swift tickets in this gods. Last I see how it is. <laughs> um, Funny. Oh god. Here, Ailish, it's been a really cool story. I think it really is. I think it's always. I actually really like enjoy sort of having a chat with someone that I know quite well. You know, I've known each other quite well for a couple of years, and then I think we've always sort of been somewhat connected through social media yeah. and stuff. But it's always interesting to sort of get like a, a an in depth sort of deep chat and. Well, you were worried at first. It's already been an hour, and it just yeah. sort of, yeah, it just sort of flies by. But um, no, it's a great story. I generally look forward to following yours and everyone's. In fairness, um, NSA journey. Yeah. Um, like you say, I guess like Nuffield, it's a you're an ambassador this year, but 
next year you're still an NSA ambassador. You're, there's not an ex ambassador type thing. No, no, there's <laughs> not. No, like the kind of um. So my my partner's was one in 2016, um. Right. So yeah, the two of us, I'm sure, will be roped into all sorts. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's date nights, isn't it? Date um, nights, yeah. Well, we spent with the NSA, which yeah, will, I'm yeah. sure they'll be thrilled to hear that. I think, you know, I think in fairness, like the way you say that, the relationships were both in are kind of similar because we sat down, Yaz and I, at the Scottish Agricultural Awards. And as we sort of sat down, I said to the table, but I didn't know anyone on, apart from Yasmin, um, and I was like, wait a minute, this is our first date. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> it genuinely was. And then because I'd been in Ukraine the week before and I had, I told her, <laughs> I basically said that the whole, 12 year old i like you thing scared um over text as i was about to get onto a plane flying to london so i didn't need to face the consequences if it was a no oh, for um, sake. so yeah i was a complete child um <laughs> but then i came back from nuffield for two days went to ukraine for a week and then came back that was agricultural awards date two was the nuffield conference for three days oh, crikey she must really like you <laughs> i think she actually really wanted to meet the people at the awards in the nuffield conference <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> Yeah. Using abuse. I don't blame her. That's it. 100%. Had been in that Nuffield conference for about eight seconds and she was speaking to Dan Jones, who you may or may not know as the farmer at uh, the, the shepherd at um, Great Orm. Um, <laughs> really interesting story. Really interesting. As Yasmin clearly noticed, she didn't speak to me for three days. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Somebody, there's, I know quite a few nuffield scholars and yeah there's some really fascinating projects and people and everything like that like i'm i'm so pleased for you that you got one when i saw it i was absolutely delighted stop. no it's 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 you know it's a fantastic opportunity and they're a really competitive thing to get as well um so yeah no i'm really 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 proud of you was look at us both winning i here. know <laughs> um yeah but i'm going to devon and you're going to brazil so this is kind of a thing where there's the the CSC, so the Brazil thing I don't pay for. It's it's not even part. Like I don't have to give the money they've given me. It's just hidden away. It just happens, right? Right. Um, it's called the CSC, which is basically a thing that, like, we just get added into a WhatsApp group of ninety five of us, all the international scholars. We all go to Brazil next month, right? In one WhatsApp group. It's another notifications mute. But in fairness, they're only it's only like one video each, a wee introduction. It's so cool. Everyone's in different I'm loving it. Um anyway, uh, I kind of felt bad at the Nuffield Conference speaking to everyone who was presenting this year because due to COVID they went to Norfolk. Oh, <laughs> and it's, no. it's kind of like um they're like, so where's your CSC? And they're like, what was that? And I'm like, <laughs> it, it, it's Brazil. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's sorry. Brazil. <laughs> the same. It's the same vibe as Norfolk. I hear it's the exact same. The football's the same. The food's the same. All the same. Um, <laughs> <laughs> before we get carried away with Brazil and Norfolk comparisons, um, there's two questions we ask everyone before they head off, Felix. And it's been fantastic having you on. I don't know what you're nervous about. You've even brought Holly on, which has been an absolute treat. <laughs> um, I guess. <laughs> exactly exactly the first the first question is one where do you see yourself in five years and two you're very well versed to answer this question have you got any advice for people coming into farming um okay so in five years time um i probably will have hopefully hopefully uh probably moved to south wales and uh, the thing is that you, the plan like it down there 
yes yes um so my partner has uh, a farm down there so um it'll be me that moves again so just live in all three nations of gb everything get them all so um so yeah he's got um and 700 acre farm down there with sheep and that sort of thing so because he has ground another hopeful goal is to have some of my own sheep wallace my own yeah that's gonna be an amazing that's gonna be like complete the journey it's done yeah um (laughs) so i'd like a small flock of gray-faced dartmoors i appreciate they're not everybody's cup of tea i know they're very wooly but they're so opposite to texels that i think that's what i'd like <laughs> is this Beza inspired? Well, I, I have I think she's got... Beza about them. Um, I, I, I can, yes, I've, she, she knows I'd probably be interested in some. So <laughs> we'll maybe speak to Beza in the next few months because I'm 30 in September. So there we are. Is that the gift? Family, is it? family if you're listening, <laughs> 30, you're so old. You're so... I know. <laughs> um, and yeah, like career wise, you know, another five years' time, obviously, I've been at the Texas for. A long time by then so the next five years i am not not sure and um, you know let's get to the end of this year first get that finished and wait and see how that goes but yeah probably moving to south wales and living the farming dream excellent <laughs> even though it's rained every weekend i've been there 52 mils of rain 52 <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure is that like two inches yeah dad was highly enthused Bless him. Yeah. Is Glamorgan near Monmouth? Do you go through Monmouth to get to Glamorgan? I think. I hope that I will. It's actually Cardiff. That'd be really funny. Yeah. So Cardiff, Swansea is Glamorgan. So he's half an hour from Cardiff. It's quite handy. Um, (laughs) Getting into farming. So I would say, like, just get practical experience as much as you can. Go on the NSA lambing list. If you go, just go to farms that are look nice. <laughs> go in. <laughs> uh, just try and get as many opportunities as you can. Um, the worst they're going to say is no. So all you can do is ask. Um, my main one these days is join young farmers. Persist. You know, I am an absolute like. You know, I was speaking to one of the ambassadors actually this this just this week, and she was like, you know, I'm not sure, um, and I said, well, just persist or join another club. They're not all the same. You know what girls can be like. You probably don't, but sometimes girls can't be very nice. So really, really, I, I know. Um, I read them. I can't speak to them. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, you're female. I don't have bodies. I know. My god. Um. So yeah. So join young farmers. Do as many things as you can. Um, the public speaking competitions, member of the year, do cheerleading, do choir. Did you not do well in that? Actually, now you see it. Member of the year, I won Warwickshire, second place at West Midlands area. That's so cool! Congratulations! Yeah. Thank you. That. That, yeah, actually. Polly, Polly beat me at West Midlands area and very deservingly so. Went and won senior member of the year at national. So, yeah, she was mega. So, um, I was very happy with second. Be second. To that. <laughs> Second to me was like winning if you're against Polly because she's amazing. Polly who? <laughs> Beans. I don't think so. I don't know her. But she's wonderful. Potential podcast guest, maybe. Yeah, she's she's great. <laughs> really great girl. And um, so yeah, join your farmers and just be positive. Be keen to learn, keen to work. You know, it's not easy if you're going to come in and be lazy. Then just don't bother. Um, well, no, that's a bit savage, isn't it? 
but you know, just you've don't got, bother. Just don't bother. But <laughs> you, you know, you've got to be you've got to be keen to learn. You know, there's a lot to learn. I learned that this week. Like it's but it's the most wonderful industry to be in and I've been so lucky to be welcomed like I have been. Um yeah, I absolutely love it. Nice. Oh, very nice. Um yeah, as I said, Alice, it's always a pleasure to sort of have a chat with someone that you already think you know, but there's always more there's always more was more in there. And uh, yeah, an ex uh, second place to the final national member of the year. That's pretty <laughs> impressive. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, that, I, I, was, I was nominated. I was shortlisted for an achiever award as well. But that's what it was. No, that yeah. was the thing I was thinking of. Yes. So, um, and Katie Grist, um, very deservingly so, won that one. So, Related to Dan Grist, by the Yes, thought? sister. Yeah, can be a common name. Yes. So yeah, um, Dan's sister. Lovely, lovely Dan. Um, so You're so tall. So tall. <laughs> so handsome. And actually, Dan, you're beautiful. But shout yeah. out Dan and Tolly. Both beautiful people. Oh, you're both of them. Uh-huh. How did you manage that? Did you think, is the podcast actually not about farming? It's just making everyone feel like they're not looking like you. Anyway, Dan and Holly, for ruining my day. <laughs> I actually have to call you out. Not at all in any way competition to each other, because I just don't see this world as that. We actually have a WhatsApp group where, obviously, your lovely partner's in it. Dan and Holly's in it. Everyone's in it that has a podcast. If you create one, Alice, you'll be invited. I'm in. Yeah, you well, not in the straight away. I don't know. Well, you got to work, work for it, guy. Work hard, or you won't make it, as you've just said. <laughs> um, but Dan and Holly, you interviewed me at the Nuffield conference, and it's not been released. So either it was shit, <laughs> or um, I am hurt. Uh, they're so, very, they're very busy people. No, I'm very aware. Yeah, very busy. Yeah, Dan's very high up. <clears throat> Dan was it? Dan was in Belgium. It was. I saw that. That was amazing. It was mega. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there's lots of lovely people in this industry but i only know dan and holly through young farmers as young farmers you know them through yeah yeah um no thank you very much for coming on it's just been it's been an absolute pleasure <clears throat> um hope you've all enjoyed Haley's story it's uh, sort of very much at the core of why this started with the whole how do you get into farming and um, so a great story in that sense as i said the last episode we had number 180 because i'm really clever was a uh, <coughs> darts have you just got that <laughs> um, also, you've been holding also, out for it <laughs> yeah no I've actually wanted to have a darts player on from day one this was supposed to be a darts podcast but I thought I couldn't <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I, if you want to see how really clever I am head back to number 147 where I brought a snooker player on oh. um, yeah Hilary Reid to challenge the, the, um, the norms of male dominated snooker in the 70s Basically, just spoke to this lady who Ed and I, who's my co-host on that side of the the on that series, got the impression that she just hadn't really had the chance to tell anyone her story, and it was so nice. Like it, we laugh. Ed had about three words in two hours, <laughs> um, and she just told this amazing story. It was so nice. Uh, so. Oh. Yeah, that was that was Hillary. That was one four seven. One eighty was Rob Smith today. Number one eight one with Ailish, and number one eight two is uh, is it Grenadier or Grenadier Guards? I don't know. It's got the word Grenadier. Grenadier is that what it is? Grenadier Guards. Perfect. Thank you. You're a star. Um, Toby Simpson, who was in that Dead Army stuff, I'll find out next week. Um, well, tomorrow actually, but you guys will find out next week. Uh, also, today's Nuffield and catch cropping, and I was actually at his. When you do Nuffield, you do your get your field, you get your tie and your badge um it's like joining the nypd and then you uh go and you do your two years of doing the travel and then you have to tell everyone about it 
so you can back and do your presentation at a conference and I was lucky enough to be at Toby's so uh, yeah that is what's coming up for number 182 and then continuing on the fancy numbers with names blink and you'll miss it get it blink 182 because they're a band we'll see you for the next episode thank you all for listening <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed another excellent episode of the R2 cast as much as I have and I would just like to quickly thank our primary sponsors of the show today, Howden Rural, the new name for A-Plan Rural. If you follow Howden Rural on social media, you'll see the plethora of work that they do to support this sector and it's been a pleasure to work alongside them so far and long may it continue. For more information about them, be sure to check out howdeninsurance.co.uk forward slash rural and I'll see you for the next episode.